You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Good morning, everyone. How are you today? It's good to see your faces in church this morning. You know, this morning I want to speak about the goodness of God. What led to this moment was I'd asked Pastor Lee, is there anything you're in particular that you're wanting us to speak on in February? Because in January we'd been speaking about the immeasurably more from God. And last Sunday morning I was just sitting in church and I was thinking, well, maybe I could speak about the fact that on goodness and the fruit of the Spirit and the fact that one of the fruits of the Spirit is goodness and then leading into the fact that our God is so good. And then Pastor Lee texted me that, that evening and he said, I think maybe you could perhaps speak about the goodness of God. So this morning, with the help of the Holy Spirit, because he's all we need, and the name that is above every name, this morning I'm speaking on the goodness of God. Not the mediocrity of God, not the averageness of God, but the goodness of God. And in Exodus 33, 10, I just, 19, I just want to say this at the start of this sermon, that what did God say to Moses? He said, I'm going to let my goodness pass by you. This isn't, wasn't Moses saying this. This was God, the creator of the universe, saying to Moses, I'm going to pass by you my goodness is going to pass by you. And this morning, that is what I am believing for. And that is what I am declaring in people's lives today, individually and as families and in the life of this church, that the almighty God is going to pass by us with his goodness, with his mercy, with his love, with his kindness, with his generosity, whatever you are needing this morning, I am standing here with you and I am believing that his goodness is passing by. If you're needing a miracle, if you're needing breakthrough, if you are needing an answer from God, if you're needing direction, then I am declaring this morning that his goodness is passing by. It has already started and it's going to continue because God is wanting to meet with you. He loves you so much and he is here to bring his goodness into your heart, into your life and into your situation. You know, when you research the word goodness, you get different definitions and points of view regarding goodness and how you and I can show goodness. One person wrote, goodness is a choice. You have the choice to spread goodness in the world and be an example to others of what a good human being is. So when you think about the word goodness, what comes to your mind? Is it doing good for others? Is it making sure you don't make mistakes? Is it speaking to others nicely? Is it being positive or patient or forgiving? 
Is it having good manners or being honest? Is it just words? The way we communicate with one another? Or is it an action, something that someone does? Is it how someone listens or is it just an emotion? Here is one definition of the word goodness that I read. The quality of or state of being good, such as the quality or state of being kind, honest, generous and helpful. This person went on to say, I believe there is some goodness in everyone. Even if you don't agree, at least have the goodness to be polite. Here is what some other people have said about goodness. The author Ray, Roy T. Bennett said, Life becomes easier and more beautiful when we can see the good in other people. Desmond Tutu said, Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. Goodness is the only investment that never fails. And Charles Dickens said, Do all the good you can and make as little fuss about it as possible. And lastly, live in such a way that if people should see you, they could see God's goodness in you. Many good quotes and examples of goodness, but very little mention of God, which may or may not be surprising. But when you think about God, he is good. It's not a choice for him. It's not hard. He doesn't stress about it. He doesn't say, when I wake up in the morning, before I start the day, I'm going to try and be good. He is just good. There was a young woman named Sarah who was living in Connecticut and her life was going really, really well. But then when she was about 27 years of age, she found out she had an aggressive form of cancer, breast cancer, and her whole world fell apart. So you can imagine the distress that she would have been feeling at that time. You know, this wasn't the diagnosis that she was hoping for. And on top of that, there were a lot of change that was about to take place in her world. And then there were more changes. A month after she started chemo, she moved to Oregon. And then she was told, because of the intensive treatment she had to have, she was no longer able to have children of her own. This is not what she wanted to hear. So you can imagine what she was going through. But then a year later, she managed to get through it all and she survived cancer. And people would say to her upon hearing her story of how she almost died and how God spared her life, isn't God good? Her response was always, yes, God is absolutely good. But then she began to ask herself, is this why God is good? If God had not spared my life, would he still be good? This is a compelling question, one that you may not have an answer to. Well, maybe you do. You know, is God still good in my happiness? Is God still good in our struggles? Is God still good when we're going through hard and difficult times? Is God still good in my singleness? Is God still good if we don't get the answers that we're wanting to know and hear? Is God still good? If nothing ever changes, is God still good? What was Sarah's answer to that question? 
Sarah says, I couldn't walk away from what the Bible says. Not only does God do good things, the Bible says he is good. It's, just, it's not just what he does. It's who he is and who he is never changes. What does the Bible say about the goodness of God? The Bible defines God's goodness in two ways. One has to do with his character and the other has focuses on his actions. Psalm 119 verses 68 says this, You are good and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. The first half of this verse emphasises that God is by nature good. He is morally excellent, extraordinarily beautiful, deeply glad and extravagantly bountiful. And since this is about God, the goodness ascribed to him is raised to the highest possible levels. God is good in and of himself. He is a good God. The second part of the definition of God's goodness concentrates on what he does. And the Bible has many descriptions that point to his kindness, his mercy, his steadfast love and his generosity. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. God looks at us and wants, us to, be, and wants to be generous towards us because he loves us so much. And one of the greatest ways that God showed his goodness is found in Romans 5, 8. And it says this, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. This shows God's extravagant love and goodness towards us in the amazing substitution of his son in our place on the cross. We didn't deserve it, but that didn't stop God from doing it because he is good. He wants you to know that you are the object of his affection. And because of his divine nature, all that he expresses comes from an expansive, overwhelming, God-sized generosity towards you. You know, maybe hearing about God's goodness makes you smile. Or it may bring confusion. Or it may make you feel a bit uncomfortable. Depending on where you're at on your journey of understanding his goodness in your life, in light of your present circumstances. I want to encourage you to keep searching and keep asking questions as this will help you to grow in your understanding of God's goodness towards you and for you. Even if our circumstances are shouting something different, the situation we may be going through, the reality that is hard to face, and the pain that is all too real, and the questions that we may have. There are times we may struggle to understand and believe that God is good. But this is truth, even as we process our emotions and our thinking, as we pivot and adjust to this inescapable truth that God is good and loves and cares for us so much. So what can we do? to strengthen this truth in our lives. What does the Bible say? Not only does God do good things, the Bible says he is good. It's not just what he does. It's who he is and he never changes. 
He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He was good yesterday. He is good today and tomorrow he is still going to be good. He is forevermore be good God towards us. And Naaman 1.7 says this, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. So what is this scripture saying? If we're going through a difficult time where we may not have the answers, if we're going through something that maybe is putting a strain on our relationships, or if we're feeling confused or overwhelmed by a diagnosis, God is saying this morning that he is our stronghold. So what does that mean? God provides protection, a place of safety and refuge, and invites us to flee to him for safety and comfort. Not moving away from him and others and the church, but moving towards him. Knowing this helps us to talk and pray to God. We know our God is good, so we're going to pray from that posture. We're going to pray from that position that position of being in his safety and his refuge and his protection, standing on the foundation and declaring that our God is good and he loves us. Not focusing on what we don't have, but focusing on our God who is good and provides strength, peace, answers and direction. We can still be honest with God. I love the fact that we can still be honest with God and tell him what we're going through. And the beauty of that is his goodness isn't dependent on what we say to him. Maybe the tough questions that we ask him, the things that we're struggling with, his goodness is never going to change if we're honest with him and let him know what we're actually going through. In fact, he actually encourages us to speak to him. It's part of who he is and it's part of that stronghold of protection that he provides for us. He's not going to go, oh my goodness, I can't believe you can't get this right yet. No, he invites us into his stronghold of protection and peace and love and goodness and says, just tell me what you're feeling. Just tell me what you're going through. I am here for you. I'm not going to push you away. I don't have a rod that says, oh, come on, get on with it. No, I invite you because I am a safe God who loves and cares for you and my protection is over you. So we can come and be honest with him and let him know what we're going through. Telling God doesn't change who he is, but his goodness changes us. If we look at the life of Jesus, he didn't react to the devil, but instead he always lived in response to his father. And that's what we can do. Live in response to our Father, who is good. His goodness abounds in us. God is good in His very being. God is eternally and unchangeably good. God is good in all His acts of grace. God is good in all His plans and purposes for our life. So let's pray in response to His goodness. Let's praise in response to His goodness. Let's declare in response to his goodness. Let's love in response to his goodness. Let's do life together in response to his goodness. And the banner that he has over this church, which is his goodness is for us and he will never change. Giving thanks to our God who is good in response to who he is and not what we're going through. 
A great example of this is found in Acts 16, where Paul and Silas find themselves in a very difficult situation. They were just going about their day, going to go to the house to pray when they were interrupted. And because of this interruption and the intense thing that followed, they then found themselves in prison. And Acts 16, 23 to 25 says this, They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. What did Paul and Silas do when they found themselves beaten and placed in jail? They didn't react to their situation. Their sore backs, the positions they were lying in and the people that had turned against them. Instead, they responded to God and his goodness. They sang praises, they worshipped and they honoured God. And we can declare God's goodness and praise him on the, on the mountaintops and in the valleys of our life. I love that God who is all good and helps us to be good. He wants others to see who he is and he uses us to show other people because his goodness is also a fruit of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5.22 it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. God wants us to know understand and walk in his goodness but not only that he wants others to know this too so thank goodness because true goodness is spirit produced it's not based on us because it is spirit produced so let's take a look at what that means it's a supernatural generous orientation of our hearts towards other people even when they don't deserve it and even if they don't love us or show goodness to us in return the Holy Spirit allow, in us allows us to experience the fullness of God's goodness. God himself is good in this way. As Christians, we are called to be good. And the good news is we can grow in goodness. For example, when a seed gets planted in the ground, it does not transform into a tree overnight. But with careful watering, tending and patience, the seed will slowly grow day by day into a strong towering tree so we can grow in goodness amen and do you know how we can be confident in this because we're not the source of goodness we can't produce this fruit in our own strength we need the Holy Spirit we need him because he is our source so as we abide and walk in relationship with the Holy Spirit as we cooperate with him the fruit of the Spirit goodness outworks in our lives and then other people can see through our example that God is good when we are good we're reflecting the true nature and character of the living Christ in us and this is so encouraging for us today to know that God is good and that he helps us to reflect his goodness through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives so this morning in closing, I just want to encourage you again with what Sarah said at the good, about the goodness of God through the ups and downs of her battle with cancer and her no longer being able to have children. What did she say to the response? Is God good? 
She said, I couldn't walk away from what the Bible says. Not only does God do good things, the Bible says God is good. It's not just what He does, it's who He is and He never changes. This morning, I want you to know that God is good. And for this truth to strengthen your foundation and confidence in God, so that when you have a time of struggle, if you go through something that you're not sure about, if you're needing to have answers to a situation you may be faced with, that you can pivot towards God who loves you, that you can run to His stronghold of peace and protection and grace, so that you and I can say with confidence that in 1 Chronicles 16, 34, give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. And I just want you to stand in this place. And I just want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit is here and He wants to reveal His goodness to you. If there's something in particular that you may be going through, I may not know your story, but God does. If there's something that you're saying, you know, God, I really need direction in this area. Lord God, I'm really needing an answer. You know, God, this situation has been going on for a really long time. And I need to know that you are good. I need to have that revelation that you are a good God. I need to have a revelation of your goodness in my life, in my family and in my children's lives. I need to have that anchor around my heart, around my soul and around my emotions this morning because it is the truth and it will never change. God is good. And if you feel comfortable, what I want you to do is just want you to raise your hands in this place because like what it says in Exodus, I believe the goodness of God is passing through, is passing by each one of us individually, for our families and for the life of this church. And I want to give him this space and this time for him to move, for him to speak to you, for his truth to be an anchor to your heart and to your emotions because he is good. And right now, his goodness is passing by. I can sense it. You are good. You are good, Lord God. And right now we just stand in honour of you, pivoting our hearts in response to your goodness right now that is passing by. And bringing breakthrough, bringing healing, bringing truth, bringing answers. Even right now, there's fresh plans. I can sense it in the Holy Spirit, fresh plans going into people's hearts and lives. You may have been going one way, but right now the Holy Spirit is pivoting you to His truth and His fresh plans and direction for your life. We honour you, mighty God. We honour you, mighty God. 
because your goodness is passing by right now, bringing hope, bringing breakthrough, bringing miracles into this place. Lord God, people that have been seeking you for a long time, Lord God, we declare your goodness right now in the name of Jesus as only you can do. As only you can do miracles in the house, miracles in people's situations. Lord God, deliverance and breakthrough because of your goodness. And Lord God, plans. I sense it right now, fresh plans in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, amen. Amen, mighty God. Amen. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your anointing, your presence, and your goodness in this place. Amen. Why don't you take your seats for a moment this morning? The goodness of God. Something we all need to be reminded of, amen. I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're a believer, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, one of the fruits of the Spirit is the goodness of God. Therefore, you may say, oh, there's no goodness in me. There is goodness in you. You received it at salvation, amen? And I, I just want to encourage you, when the fruit of the Spirit begins to overflow, then people begin to see the goodness of God in your world as well. You know, uh, before we... Before we go on this morning, maybe you don't know Jesus in this place. You could be watching online. And I, maybe you're wondering to yourself, how can a good God offer me goodness? If, if, only, if only He knew how undeserving I am of His goodness. This is what I love about the scripture that Rachel read this morning. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He knows it. And yet still, he sends his son, Jesus, because that's how much he loves his people. He wants all of us to be restored in a relationship with him. You know, this is uh, it's one of the few beliefs in the world, Christianity, where you don't have to do anything to receive goodness, to receive salvation, to receive eternity. Only God could do the thing that needed to be done. The eternal sacrifice, Jesus, making a way for us. Amen. So if that's you today, I want to encourage you. It's, it's God's goodness. It's Jesus who changes us. And how do we get that? Through salvation, through believing Him, through confessing with our mouth, believing in our heart that Jesus was raised from the dead by God. Amen. So if that's you, can we close our eyes for a moment? Maybe you've prayed a prayer before to accept Jesus. Maybe you've never prayed it. Maybe you've never had this opportunity. Maybe you've been off doing your own thing for a bit. This is your callback moment. God is calling you home, calling you home to relationship with Him. And so I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer this morning. It's a prayer of getting your heart right with God, putting Jesus first and choosing to follow Him. Church, why don't you join me in praying this as well? If you're praying for the first time and you know you need to get yourself back where you're meant to be, why don't you pray as well? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus. Even while I was still a sinner, 
you sent Jesus. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised Jesus on the third day for the forgiveness of my sin. From this day on, I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. And I choose to follow Jesus as a disciple. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.